Hello, hello, let's go. It's your man Flip Mozzie. Thank you for spending 15 minutes with me today. Here we are in late July. The rookies have arrived in Egan and the old guys vets get there soon. The biggest news at the moment are Minnesota Vikings, Holton Hill suspended eight games. Whoa, like, I don't even know how to comprehend this. Holton got four games for PEDs earlier this offseason. Now he gets four more for substance abuse. This after Holton's troubles at the University of Texas. You know the rules, Holton. Stop breaking them. Don't know how to handle eight games. Do you just hold the free roster spot for two months? That sounds all good and dandy until you consider the injuries, waiver ads, possible trades that come into play during the season. Will they cut him outright like Rock Thomas? I don't know. Either way, that's a poor way to end the Vikings offseason. And make no mistake, the offseason is over. Time to start prepping for 2019. Training camp officially open for our Minnesota Vikings. There is a reason why people come back to this organization. There is a reason why Anthony Barr left more money on the table. There is a reason why I had no interest in testing free agency. It's because of the culture that we've established around here. Culture is what ultimately brings championships. In this league, the talent is so even across the 32 teams. And if you don't have good culture, then you don't have a chance. We have the culture here. And I'm really excited for this upcoming season. That quote is from our man Kyle Rudolph after the Vikings minicamp back in June. OTA started to clarify how our Vikings are approaching 2019 at some key spots. The starting offensive line looks set. Riley Reef at left tackle, Pat Elfline at left guard, the rookie Garrett Bradbury at center, next to new free agent Josh Klein at right guard, and Brian O'Neill at right tackle. The new tight end also generated some buzz. Irv Smith Jr. looks to pair up with Rudolph, and offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski loves multiple tight end sets. Then there's the defense, where draft picks Marcus Epps and Chris Boyd look to carve out versatile roles in the secondary. And don't forget, Marcus Sherrills is no longer a Viking. He's a New Orleans Saint now, so our Vikes, the new special teams coordinator Marwan Malouf, will have to find a new punt returner. My personal vote is for Chad Beebe, but I don't know, the wide receiver might be doing a lot more than returning punts this year. No matter what, those were baby steps and they were all set up to start with the primary goal of July, defining the 53-man roster. There's 90 guys trying to make the squad, about 35 of them are probably safe, which is the lowest number I could actually think of in recent years. Minnesota continues to invest in youth, and this year with 11 draft picks, all the undrafted free agents, even the AAF signings, it was no different. A further jump into the youth movement. But with youth comes unknowns, question marks, and doubt. To be competitive, the Vikings will need some of these young players to step up into key roles and make a year one impact. And to do that, they'll have to beat out other bubble players, maybe even some veterans to make the squad. Who will flash and what positions can actually make an impact? 
That's what we're covering in today's podcast, Flip's Training Camp Preview. Everyone has a take on wide receiver three. Laquan Treadwell has been the de facto third receiver for Minnesota over the past two seasons. Before him, it was Cordero Patterson. Before him, it was Jarius Wright. But I think most fans would say two is enough for Treadwell as he enters his fourth year. In his time here, Treadwell caught 56 balls for 517 yards. His yards per reception is okay but his catch rate at 62% is pretty terrible. Treadwell's never been able to gain the separation or show sticky hands necessary to be a dependable NFL receiver. If he does somehow keep the third job, it'll be because of, I guess, fit in Kevin Stefanski's scheme, either like, I don't know, his blocking skills. Most importantly, it'll take a massive improvement shown in 2019 training camp and preseason. And if Laquan falters, there are many hungry youngsters behind him. My favorites include Chad Beebe, Dylan Mitchell, and Jordan Taylor. Taylor seemed to be the main wide receiver three in minicamp, and it makes sense even though he's only seen limited action in 2016 and 2017 for the Denver Broncos, that's still way more than Beebe or Mitchell have done. Let's get one thing straight though, Taylor looks more like depth than a third receiver. His career numbers, 29 catches and 351 yards, those aren't that much better than Treadwell's. He's got a skill set for deeper passes, and that'd be a nice addition to the Vikings offense. So if Jordan Taylor is the week one wide receiver three, it'll be because his previous time with Gary Kubiak served him well. He's got to make good on some of that potential Kubiak sees. Then there's our man, Chad Beebe. Beebe started as just a cool story. Don Beebe's son makes it onto an NFL roster with the Minnesota Vikings, but he didn't stop there. When Stephon Diggs missed a game in Week 4 against Detroit, Beebe helped fill the hole. He converted a key fourth down on the first drive of the game and a key third down just before halftime. A brief glimpse, he looked like a Jarius Wright clone out there. Four catches and three first downs in 2018. Then Chad missed the next four games with a hamstring injury. That completely derailed the come up. So for 2019, Beebe's got to stay healthy and show much more of the glimpse we saw last year. Finally, the rookie, Dylan Mitchell from the University of Oregon, where he set a single season record for receiving yards in Ducks history. Mitchell is a yak man. Better after the catch than before, our Vikings selected him in the 7th round and hope he can provide value from that draft position. As a rookie, it might be a tall task to ask Mitchell to be the wide receiver 3, but his skill set stands out as a differentiator. If Kubiak and Stefanski are looking for a shorter route tree from their third receiver, then Mitchell has a real shot to step on the field early. My gut right now says it will be Jordan Taylor. He's more talented than Treadwell. He's more experienced than Beebe and Mitchell. Taylor's got familiarity with the scheme, and his athleticism provides a better option as an outside receiver since Diggs and Thielen operate in the slot so often.
other skill position that we really need to focus on is the second running back. Dalvin Cook regained health late in 2018, and no one's questioning his role as a feature back in 2019. But Cook can be a primary back without being the bell cow. It's a very important distinction. The Minnesota offense looks to be set up to use multiple versatile running backs, to use one running back, two tight end formations, and two running back, two tight end formations more in 2019. How the Vikings front office approached the offseason shows this. Re-signing Amir Abdullah, drafting Irv Smith Jr., drafting Alexander Madison. And that's a good thing because PFF notes that since 2015, Kirk Cousins is the best 12 and 22 personnel quarterback in the league. 84% adjusted completion rate, 112.2 passer rating, 9.4 yards per pass attempt, and stellar play action numbers to boot. So it won't just be Dalvin Cook even when Dalvin maintains his health. There will be other athletes involved, heavily involved, like Alex Madison, the rookie out of Boise State who cites versatility as his strength. Madison ranked 8th in the country in rushing yards last year including 600-yard rushing games and a 4.9 career yards per carry. He added to that 60 catches, 8.5 yards per reception. With Madison as a running back too, it's not like when they had Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata. Or Jarek and Latavius. That duo made runner pass pretty obvious. Cook and Madison both had their strengths, but they'd be two backs who don't signal the type of play to the defense when they take the field. Of course, Madison's a rookie, and that means we don't really know what we can expect. If camp comes along slow for him, we've got to start looking at the decision to sign Amir Abdullah. Four years later, and Abdullah is still looking to find his way in the NFL. The Vikings never used him in 2018, so why did they bring him back? What did they see in practice after signing him midway through the last year? All we have to go on is his time in Detroit. But his stats were frankly terrible, both rushing and receiving, and he fumbled a lot. I guess he's versatile, and he's the veteran of this Vikings running back stable. Regardless, Vikings fans show much more enthusiasm for Mike Boone. Undrafted free agent from Cincinnati starred in last year's preseason, but never got a shot in real action. Only 13 touches in 2018. Hopefully Boone is ready to grow in his sophomore year. He passed the other backs on the depth chart, and he's a hard runner. Boone just needs to polish his receiving skills in order to enter the running back two conversation. So who's it gonna be? It's gotta be Alex Madison. We're about to see a lot of Alex Madison. We're about to hear a lot about Alex Madison, and people are gonna be upset with how much they're set to use Alex Madison in the backfield. Now on defense, things get more confusing because we're trying to look at some more fluid positions. Weak side linebacker and interior defensive line. The third linebacker spot lost a lot of relevance over the past five years in the NFL. But still, Ben Gideon played 30% of snaps for the Vikings defense in 2018. So it's still an impactful spot. For Minnesota, 
Third linebacker and will backer are two different positions. What I mean by that is the will backer isn't automatically the third best linebacker on the team. When Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks missed games in 2018, Ben Gideon didn't move up the depth chart to start in their place. All five games that the Bash brothers sat out, Eric Wilson came in for them, playing both middle and strong side, while Gideon stayed at weak side. So Wilson is the third best linebacker, and when Barr and Kendricks are healthy, Wilson didn't see the field on defense at all. On top of that, weak side is the first position to come off the field for extra defensive backs in the passing situations, nickel and dime packages. Zimmer even experimented using safeties J. Ron Curse and Joja Loka in the base defense. So the first question about Will Backer isn't who, it's how much. Will they stay at 30% usage or will all the new investment at defensive back, including Chris Boyd and Marcus Epps, and a bigger role for Curse, will that mean Will Backer gets phased out? Based on roster talent, I think most Vikings fans are eager to see that happen. We can expect new defensive formations and personnel packages to be one of the main storylines in Vikings camp. Gideon goes into his third year for the Vikings after they drafted him in 2017. A solid linebacker out of Michigan, good special team player. (laughs) But come on man, all these backup linebackers are good special teamers. PFF ranked Gideon the 56th best backer of 2018. That's pretty good. Let's be clear though, Gideon can only defend the run. He needs to develop a bit on the coverage end, or these defensive backs will be on the field more. At least the DBs are a bigger threat than Kentrell Brothers. Brothers too started his career as a great special teamer, and we hope that he'd eventually lead to success at linebacker, kind of like a defensive version of Adam Thielen, but it never happened. His four-game suspension in 2018 didn't help. Brothers played just five defensive snaps last year after the suspension. Is it too late for Kentrell? I can't imagine Gideon is that far ahead of him. But man, Brothers looks like a cut at this point. Our Vikes could use a boost at weak side linebacker and with linebacker depth in general. I'm not sure if Gideon or Brothers can provide it. We're allowed to be more optimistic with the interior defensive linemen. Their position coach, Andre Patterson, he oversees the unit and consistently gets solid play from the interior. Whether it's a free agent signing or a draft pick to develop, I'd trust Coach Patterson with anybody. He did it with Sharif Floyd, he did it with Tom Johnson, and Sheldon Richardson. For 2019, the Vikings welcome Shamar Steven back into the rotation. He looks to be in a lead role next to Linval Joseph, It's going to have to be his best year ever if the Vikings hope he's capable of replacing Richardson or Johnson. What's much more likely is that Steven serves in a rotation at the three-tech spot that sits between Joseph and Daniil Hunter. They've got Shamar Steven there. They've got Jaleel Johnson and Jalen Holmes. Can they grow into bigger roles? After lying and wait for two years now, Jaleel has got to make year three count. The former Hawkeye just hasn't done much, he came in as a solid run stuffer, and he had to develop the ability to penetrate on pass downs. Hopefully that development finishes in 2019. Holmes, on the other hand, has the skill set but not the size. The Vikings moved him inside, 
asked him to bulk up and kept him on the bench. Now, any impact from the former Buckeye would be much appreciated. We don't know who the best pass rusher is between Steven, Johnson, and Holmes. And that's a little scary because interior pass rush is becoming increasingly important in the NFL right now. Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox have revolutionized the trench game a bit, and Tom Johnson's pass rushing was very underrated. Steven, Johnson, and Holmes will play a lot of snaps for the Vikings in 2019. All three will need to rise to the occasion and be a positive force for our purple. So heading into camp, we're going to be counting on second running back and third wide receiver. We're going to have our eyes on weak side linebacker and interior defensive line. And we're going to hope our stars stay healthy because we've got some big games coming up in a big season for our Vikes. That'll be the next episode, looking at Minnesota's best players and what the 2019 outlook is for them. Thanks for listening, y'all. Skull Vikes. Thank you.